episode 35 of Slam City. We're already in episode 35. And this is like a milestone, I think, in my opinion. Because we have 35 episodes of Slam City. But this is Raymond Moore. This is Mr. Mac Neal sitting across the table for me. And we have a lot to discuss today, man. Thankfully. And this, this week has been a lot of stuff happening from sports to the Rand injury to how it impacts the NBA right now and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. To uh, Cavaliers getting better, uh, you can even talk about NFL offseason stories and all that stuff. I'll put a little bit of entertainment in here because this isn't this is a sports entertainment podcast. We do gotta talk about a little bit about that this song and also how how it aligns with sports today, even back in the nineties. And then maybe uh, end up a little bit of a movie review type of uh, you know a monologue about the whole. If you should watch Logan or not this week, <laughs> the movie's happening next week or any of that stuff. But <laughs> let's let's start off with really. I mean, if you can't describe how the Durant injury has really impacted the way the Warriors are right now, I mean, yesterday was an example. Yeah. Because I saw that game yesterday, and all I can I can say is that they really miss his presence. But I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal because last year they won 73 games without him. Exactly. But the thing is, last year was a different roster and there was more bodies. They gave away a lot of pieces to get him in the building in the first place. And those, they're missing those those threes that used to come from, uh, what's what's the dude's name? Oh, God, I hate it when I do this. Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. But he was also versatile, and he can, like, defend, and he can post up and stuff like but that. But then he vanished in that last uh, yeah, that that last seven. quarter. Yeah, that yeah. game seven, he completely vanished. He was nowhere in sight. He shrunk in the big moment. Yeah. He didn't step up. But now they are bringing back Matt Barnes. They're, mm-hmm. they're bringing Matt Barnes. I like that acquisition. Yeah. I think I think he brings a toughness to the team. I think him and uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see what happens when him and Green get on the floor at the same time because <laughs> – those are two like psychotics just running around loose in the asylum. Yeah. Uh, defensively, he's always been on point. He knows how to move the ball. He can hit an open shot. I think he's a. I think he was a quality pickup for them. It was because um, the, because Durant. Well, I, on Tuesday it was funny because I was um I was in my cycling class after I got out of it. I was exhausted. <laughs> you were your cycling. Yeah. Class. I, after I got out of it. Uh, I looked at my phone, and of course I had texts, and I had notifications from Bleach Report about the host Kevin Durant suffer for a hyperextended knee. What one, real quick? Shout out to Bleach Report, man. Y'all, you guys do some quality work up there. Yeah, shout the out notifications. Yeah, yeah. shout out point. to Bleach Report. So I was looking at it, and then I looked at the video and how Zaza Pachulia went on his left leg, and it looked, mm-hmm. I thought it looked like you know he just really he did hyperextended, and it looked kind of bad because he was limping after he came off the court. And then you hear the news of the whole uh, grade two MCL sprain and tibia bone bruise. Mm-hmm. Now I never suffer a, a MCL sprain, but I have suffered runner's knee uh, or like a little pop probably on my right knee, which was the worst feeling you could have and be out for like two weeks or whatever, and you still feel that little bit of limp of it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for Durant, this is probably a, a really bad injury, or it could be a a, a blessing in disguise for the Warriors. Because then that means they need to adjust and figure out how to play without him. So then when he does come back, then they could play with him. And then when he's not in the lineup, then it could still be fine. I, I think I think losing two games like they've done. Yeah, the Wizards close game. Bulls close game. Which, okay, we're not talking about exactly pushover teams here. Like no. The, the Wizards, Wizards are, are, are a yeah. tough, tough team. They've added pieces. 
they're in the building. Yeah. The Bulls, we're talking about Jimmy Butler and and um and, and your man Dwayne Wade. That's never a walk in the park. Yeah. And you're adjusting to not having a major piece on the floor. Now I think I think not so much uh I don't think this is so much a test for the Warriors as it is for Steve Kerr. Adjust. You dig what I mean? Yeah. Adjust. Get them adjusted. Figure out what you need to do with this missing piece and this new added piece with with a very good player and Matt Barnes coming on the roster. I think you need to figure out a way to adjust. But you can't replace what Durant's done on the No, court. no, I mean, but you got to adjust. You still have your core three um, who carried you through, you know, one of the most winning seasons. Yeah. I don't know what's up with Steph. Missing all those three, Steph and Clay going ice cold. Yeah, they they, they combine. I think for like uh, less than twenty percent from the field, though, from the, the from shooting threes yeah. for the past three games. I don't know what's up with that. Last time I saw Steph shooting like this, he was hurt. Yeah, and he just never said anything. Yeah, um, I don't think he's hurt though. I don't think he's healthy. He's just not making shots. I mean, it. it you know what? I don't know because I was saying I said that exact same thing last year. <laughs> And it turns out he was hurt. Yeah. I said that exact same rhetoric. Like, oh, I don't think he's hurt. I just think he's missing. Well, it, it turns out he actually was hurt. So I, I, at this point, I don't know. I can't give him the benefit of the doubt anymore because he doesn't. He never says he's hurt, um, which I think would be a mistake. Listen, here's something Steve Kerr can do right now. Sit your starters. Start resting them. Not every game. You've already locked up. You're definitely in the playoffs. Um. I don't know if you're gonna have the number one seed. You may you may have to sacrifice the one seed. To get the second seed, and the Spurs get the one seed. Right. So I mean, but you might have to you if if the end goal is a championship. Now might be the time to start making some adjustments. Um, if Steph is hurt, rest him for a minute. You know what I mean? Durant's not gonna be back until the playoffs. Hopefully, I mean, remember that in four weeks they gotta reevaluate where he is, mm-hmm. and usually when an injury like that, you wait until it recovers, and then you go back into that whole rehab process or the whole. St- you gotta get yourself in shape, mm-hmm. and even if you do get yourself in shape, it's not like basketball, you know, uh, in shape, and it's in, you know, you do all the shoot around. Now basketball do, shape is yeah, something different than yeah, shoot around shape. You do shoot around, you do all that stuff, whatever. You do the practices, but when you're in the game, it's, it's completely a different, different speed. Yeah. yeah, it's a different speed. So, but you make the like I said, make the adjustments now. I'm might be time to adopt the Greg Popovich um, school of play. Rest everybody. Just start, start resting them. Get this bench in order. You know what I mean? See how far they can take you. Steph doesn't need to play 30-some-odd minutes a night, you know, 40 minutes a night. You can stop that. Same thing with Clay. Maybe we're getting a little bit of fatigue here. Maybe. But but going back to Durant, though, just, just the way he, he was with this team, he was averaging 25 points, and he had 8.2 rebounds. He had 4.8 assists, almost 5. His net efficiency on the court with the team is only at 8.6 compared to Curry, who has a 14.6. Uh, and that's like a 6-point difference. But we're not taking away what he does defensively. I mean, this team, when he's on the court, Defensively, they're the best in the league. Mm-hmm. When he's not on the court, they're probably like twenty-two or twenty-three in the league, well, and there's a reason why. I mean, well, the guy's blocking shots, he's right. rebounding, he's doing a lot of stuff at the power four or center position. Mm-hmm. Well, now we got to see now. Now someone else has to step up. Like I said, adjustments. Yeah, Kerr has to call somebody else's number to be the defensive stopper. I like the addition of Matt Barnes. 
I think that was a great move. He's a tough, tough player. He's quick on his feet, great footwork. He can, you know what I mean? He, yeah. he can. He stays in front of his man. His hands are good. I like that addition. I just think what we're looking at now is a is a period of adjustment because you've lost a major piece. Let, let's not forget, they weren't looking too great when Kevin Durant first showed up. Yeah, the first game, everybody looked like it was the end of the world. And yeah, done. <laughs> those first couple of games, they, they were, it looked real struggly compared to it, people were saying, well, you haven't changed since game uh, five, six, and seven last year. Like, this, you look like the same team that was getting your butt kicked by the Cavs. And then they pulled it together. Yeah. And then they went on a rampage. If it takes two or three games to get adjusted, you know what I mean, where they lose a couple, and then they finally pull it back together, Matt Barnes starts clicking, somebody else starts stepping up, um, I think I, I'd like to see more of a role for uh, – what's that What's that guard off the bench that they got from the Nets? Tall dude, light skin. Sean Livingston. Sean Living. I'd like to see a little bit more from him. He he showed out that uh, the game last the last game I watched. I like to see yeah you know, they have pieces that can step up. I think maybe what's happened was people started getting very comfortable with roles. Durant yeah happening like oh okay great like this guy is basically just gonna take us all the way. Just they just gotta work harder. Yeah, and I think that's the key because you you look at the team like last year I won seventy three games in a different roster compared to this year, but. The, the only question I have is if they, can they survive? Can they still be the first seed? And I think they could because they have the coach and they have the system. They just got to work harder and they got to put their role players in the right position where they could be successful. I mean, you still got David West, and he's like right. an interior presence. You, you, of course, you have Matt Barnes just signed. Uh, you, you have this uh, rookie, I think Patrick McClaw, who was playing yesterday in the starting lineup, who's mm-hmm. a great defensive player, and he's going to take shots if he's open. It's just really about Curry, Thompson, Green. Because you don't want Curry and Thompson being off every game like that on the mm-hmm. road. And Green not doing much other than defending and rebounding. Sit him down if you need to. Uh, like I said, I think this is the period of adjustment. I'm not really I, I'm not really panicking. Um, I just think this is the period they need to make the adjustment. They, they need to make the adjustments. And, and assign different roles defensively for your players now that Durant's not there. Picture this. If Stephen Curry has a great month in March, let's say he averages like 30 points because Durant's not there, and he averages like six rebounds and eight assists or something like that, shooting 54% from the field and 40-something from downtown, right? Right, okay. Do you think he's in the discussion for an MVP? I think he'll be mentioned. I don't think he should get it. Yeah, because the way Russell Westbrook's playing and James First of all, we're, we're in the second half of the season. You know what I mean? There's yeah. only but so many games left. So, no. You you know, you know what I mean? Like no. It could be and you you still have to look at if he pulls off that kind of that kind of performance, that's great. But Westbrook has been doing that since day 1 of the season. That's true. You think what I mean? You Westbrook and Harden have been mashing out since the beginning of the season. Now, had Steph been doing that all along, then yeah, he's in the discussion. I can even see him coming up, but you can talk about him. I just don't think he's he's a distant third. If if Harden and Westbrook are the one and the two, he's a distant third. 
I don't even. And, and LeBron would have to go somewhere in the conversation. LeBron's a killer. He just cares about titles, though. I don't think he cares about MVPs. Even though every year you can make a case that he should win MVP because the Cavaliers are like four and nineteen. I don't think him. Steph cares about the MVP. No, he's I think he's done it two times in a row. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he gives a damn about the MVP anymore. He cares about championships. Yeah, it's all about rings for them. But if we're talking about the conversation in itself, yeah, he, he's he's distant. Behind Westbrook and Harden, even with those numbers. The only thing I'm worried about the Warriors is that right now, let's say they make it to the finals every year, like every the next five years, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't win like at least half of them. You don't want to be like the Jerry West of this generation, where you get to the finals and you're like one in seven, or <laughs> one. In, you don't want to be on that path because LeBron was this close to being on that path too. Right. If it weren't for Ray Allen making that three and Draymond right. being suspended and all that stuff, so they have a lot of expectations because. This year was all about pretty much championship bust for them with the mm-hmm. Durant signing. Now mm-hmm. with this happening, are they gonna be considered a bust even if they don't make it out of the West if they're if Durant's not healthy? Nah, nah, I, I wouldn't consider it a bust. The the season was too good, and this was a freak accident. <laughs> yeah, it was. This was a freak accident. Uh, the same way people were giving the Cavs a pass because Kyrie was hurt. And love was out. And and love was out. You can't, you know what I mean? After a certain, Durant is such a pivotal piece. And I don't think they're going to get swept, even if they don't, regardless of what happens. It's not like they're going to get washed out four games to zip. That's not going to happen. So I don't, I don't, I don't consider it, I don't consider the season a bust. I think they gave you a pretty good prelude of what, what it's going to look like when they're firing on all cylinders. Yeah, they're unstoppable. You can't yeah. stop them really on offense and defensively. They're just too fast, and they go on the transition as easy backwards for them. Yeah, this is this is kind of like the Cavs were praying to some voodoo god and Durant <clears throat> ends up getting hurt. This is like a, a gift from the heavens for them. Or maybe it was planned from OKC time. Watch for, I'm going to go to the Warriors. I'm going to get an injury, and, and I'm going to make sure you guys get to the final. <laughs> No, that's not that's not gonna happen. But that's disgusting. Oh my god! If that if that there was some meme actually uh, I saw on Twitter with LeBron and and his uh and the ball and then you know in in Star Wars Episode Three when the Emperor is like execute Order Sixty Six. Uh-huh. That's the same thing with the meme right there. And that was the, what was the order for Zaza Pachulia to do that and the Razza <laughs> or something like that. I'm I'm shocked they didn't call like he literally got thrown to the ground. The more you I think watch the flopped. replay. I think it was part flop, but yeah. I also think it was a call. I think that was a call. Yeah. And that just wasn't called. But yeah, Randy to be more aware though. This guy's gonna be dropping like that. Yeah, well, he look was at watching him. the he was watching the ball. I, I don't you know, it I is mean, what it is. It We're is, here I now. Yeah, know it is what it is. You can't do a what if or what if Durant just was paying attention or what if right. Papa Chu didn't flop to the ground or whatever that it is what it is. I mean the team is gonna figure it out. I think they're all great teams, they'll figure it out. You know, they're going to face the Knicks select. So, you know, for all we know, they might win that game. Or if they lose that game, then they're really probably in Darius and Strice. Well, I mean, the same Knicks team to beat um, the Spurs, so. And it's a Sunday, too. Yeah, so, so we're back. You know, hey, let's hope let's hope God is in the garden this yeah, Sunday. Yeah, and Porzingis plays well, and we'll see what happens. So, but staying in, in, in this conversation with the, the Warriors, there's a, is there any question that's been out throughout the whole week of how this impacts LeBron's legacy? Because you have a guy, well, Durant, who was like probably an MVP conversation, and then you have LeBron, who have all these pieces he made from Derrick Williams to Andrew Bogut to Derrick Williams, and and now, you know, the team is basically like they're good 
bench-wise, they're stronger. You know, they're not like before where they didn't have anybody and it was just LeBron and Irving and, and the Pacoa pieces around them and J.R. Smith injured and Kevin Love was out. So you look at all that, and mm-hmm. the only way I say this hurts his legacy is that they got to look at the way he won these titles as a way of luck, being lucky, basically, because you can make the case that the first title he won was against a young Thunder team that, you know, just you know, he was they beat a, a experienced Spurs team, mm-hmm. and they were young and they didn't know how to be in the final situation like LeBron and the Heat and everything because they lost last time against the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the second one where where pretty much if the Spurs had Tim Duncan on the court and they rebounded that Ray Allen would have not gotten that three off and you know their history was whatever Ray Allen still feels his legacy as the greatest clutch player possibly in NBA history with that shot. Bro, forget about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And then you can make the case last year, if Jermar Green didn't get suspended, that the Warriors were in game five with him with all the momentum, that they probably would have won that series in five. And then, you know, history would have been said maybe Durant still would have probably turned the Warriors into one or would have been harder if it did that. Mm-hmm. But this definitely could have hurt his legacy because you don't want them to face a hobbling Warriors team in the finals without a healthy Durant. Unless they face the Spurs, then all bets are off then because you know right. the spurs are like his kryptonite right. and Kawhi leonard can just you know body him up do whatever really, he wants his yeah. big hands do whatever he wants and he's not only that Kawhi is better offensively mm-hmm. so is he has he got to guard him then lebron's got to guard leonard and leonard's actually doing well offensively like a kobe bryant or michael jordan combined and leonard with him or something like that so mm-hmm. that's going to be difficult but i think it kind of hurts his legacy if he doesn't face a healthy durant well i agree let me start there. I agree. Yeah. Um, his legacy wasn't all that great to begin with. It wasn't because I felt like like all these titles he's won has been luck. It wasn't yeah. been like he earned there's, it. There's been there's been an asterisk next to every, almost, almost all every of his wins. Yeah. It's almost like that that Tom Brady meme that I saw where like every finger he had a yeah. ring, they were pointing at something, and then the two naked fingers, two naked fing, ring fingers, like Eli Manning, Eli yeah. Manning. Like it, I, I think his legacy wasn't that wasn't that on point to begin with. Not for everyone who's chasing Jordan. You can't go to the finals that many times to get wiped out and compared to a guy who's undefeated every time he got to Dude, that's why he's the goal of basketball. Regardless yeah, of what LeBron does, he's so the we, goal. We need to we need to stop. I, I just I'm putting that out there so we can stop those comparisons right now. Like let's let's he, he lost that. Yeah. It's it's him and Kobe maybe you but know most I mean? likely because because Jordan had a mindset where he just didn't want to lose and yeah. and this guy literally will, will destroy you and and it's funny that he's competitive in basketball mm-hmm. try to play him in, a, in like a little game video game and you you beat him or if you try to beat him and he goes mad hard for like a week or two and he destroy you basically you not to mention the fact that we you also have to look at the rules yeah that, that Jordan playing under you have to look at the players Physicality he who are out there through. yeah like I mean LeBron catches a cramp he's being carried off the court Kobe snaps his Achilles he goes back out shoots two free throws then yeah, walks back school. yeah just, school stuff yeah so it, it's we're, we're talking about two separate two separate classes for me for people who go back um, for me. You basketball fans who go back, yeah, we're not even thinking about, you know, your legacy is pretty much as good as it's gonna be. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're whatever you got is what you got. We're not comparing you to the greats. You just he just has to settle for being a great of this era. He can't. We can't start talking about all time. Like, yeah, all, all time. time he just has to go by numbers, like how many points, how many rebounds. You know what I mean. You got to be that guy. But you definitely can't be the guy as far as um, 
undefeated in the finals. No way. Or being like Tim Duncan, five and one in the finals. He could have. Duncan could have been six and zero if it weren't for the Ray Allen shot too. So yeah, so. Duncan would have been that conversation, or whatever. But you can't be that guy. I mean, it's just it's just impossible for him. But at this stage of his career, all he can do now is just. Try to win as many times as you can before he retires. Yeah, just be the guy for this era. It's not. It's not. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad look. It's not. It doesn't make him <laughs> terrible. Yeah. It's just we got to stop comparing him. It's unrealistic to keep comparing him to the Jordans, to the Kobe's, to the. I mean, maybe Kobe to but the Magic's possibly. Yeah, we, I mean, we, you could compare him to Magic because I mean the skill set is the yeah, same. Skill set. And thing. I I get it. I'm not a LeBron hater. I just think yeah, there there are a lot of asterisks next to. The wins that he has, and he's not entirely responsible for those wins. Like you got, you were on a super team, dude, and it's not a homegrown super team. You guys kind of mercenaried out. You lost to the Mavericks too, and you lost to the Spurs and got blown out because they made that personal. Mm-hmm. And you also lost to the Warriors, and when they had that terrific season, and be, and they, you know because they had no one on his team, so he has right. losses. I mean. I mean, what is he like th- three and four in the and fi- in the final or something like that? And now they're starting this this resting thing where stars are being rested all of a sudden. Well, it's a hard season. It was a harder season back in the nineties. Yeah, they didn't rest. They they play every game. That didn't happen. Like I don't even know how this became a trend. All of a sudden, I mean, I saw with Tim Duncan, but he was older then. Yeah, it was really Tim old. Duncan. Yeah, no choice. Tim Duncan. Duncan Parker, Ginobili, they were older players. Like yeah. Pop was just reserving them for the games that really. But what are y'all doing? You dudes ain't that age yet. You're like thirty. You're fine. Yeah. Like, what's the problem here? <laughs> oh, I'm fatigued. I got to make deep runs in the playoffs. Yeah, we, all of them did. Everybody did. I mean, Jordan and Kobe back in the day, or all the other players, they they had a mission to play every game because it was for the fans. It was right. about the fans. It wasn't about them. They wanted to. Or show even about wins. It was like, about wins too. Because Jordan, Jordan <laughs> played every game only because it part of it for winning, but wanted to show it for the fans too. And mm-hmm. you know, they they pay their tickets and. All that money for that one game to see their star player or, or a star player in Jordan or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, respect it. I, I don't. I don't respect it. I think it just makes this whole new era look soft, like softer. Yeah. Than they already are. The the, the phantom foul calls that send LeBron to the to the to the rack every time oh, down the, flop. the court. The flops. The, 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 the flops. I've never seen my heroes on the court. I've never seen those guys flop. Ray Allen. Never seen flop. Kobe Bryant, never seen flop. Allen Iverson, never seen flop. Garnett. Patrick Ewing, Garnett, never seen flop. Charles Barkley, never seen flop. I can I can do this literally all day. <laughs> Every person you want to name. Vince Carter, never seen flop. Tracy McGrady, never Definitely, seen yeah. flop. Parker Ginobili, never seen flop. Well, actually, Ginobili flops a little bit, but Parker, no, he's a flop. Ginobili may exaggerate a yeah, movement, yeah. but I've never seen him flop. I've never seen him fall to the ground and fake like he's been <laughs> shot like LeBron will do. Like, And this, this is, for me, this is, this encapsulates this era, right? Yeah. Where your greatest player, the greatest player of your era flops and flops all over the place <laughs> and the greatest player of my era wouldn't be caught dead doing that and then the era before him wouldn't be caught dead doing that my era being the kobe era and the era before him being the jordan era i've never seen those two greats flop Allen iverson never seen him flop 
There's a reason why they get the respect that they got outside of the money and the accolades and the, and the rings, which Allen Iverson doesn't have any rings. Man. But I know people who respect him more than they do LeBron. Just period. Yeah. And it's not even a question. It's like, no, who are you kidding? The answer, Iverson. Never seen him flop. And, but this era, flopping and resting is kind of, you know, what happens. And that's what LeBron's been doing for the past couple of games of the way. Been resting, taking breaks. But you look at the moves that they made. Are they now the favorites over the Warriors now? Um, I would I would only say that with the with the injury to Durant, yeah, in play. I don't think. I mean, Darren Williams coming off the bench. That's a you have a starting. That washed up Darren Williams though. Yeah, but he's still a starting level point guard coming off the bench. Um, who can score? Yeah. Uh, and they got another like they're they're almost forming a second unit. That can compete with a lot of people's starting lineups. So there's no excuse then, right? If LeBron loses, hmm? there's no excuse then. If LeBron, no, loses. if he loses, you just lost. Then you can't complain to the general manager of the media that you need no, help and stuff, right? Because I'm tired of this guy complaining about he needs help. They I, gave you what you asked for, dude. You said you were top heavy. He's the only superstar in the league that that complains about he just needs help, this and that. And I feel like most. Superstars, the stars, they 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 want help, but they don't complain about it to the media and be not like, not in public, no, yeah, exactly, not in, in public. public, no, like, I mean, this this is ridiculous you, what LeBron's doing. You start thinking about all the people who could be running the jibs, talking that kind of stuff, yeah. Maybe with as many years, and I don't hear D Wade, no, I didn't because, hear D Wade beefing because you're you gotta be teammates with these guys. You remember, regardless of what the roster is, you gotta just play with them and mm-hmm. and maximize their potential, and you gotta have confidence in them that they're gonna do. Successful. How many more stars do you want? He wants a superstar, all star, every everybody from from point guard to shooting guard, small forward, power forward, everybody's center, an all star. Second yeah. second unit, same thing. Like like he's trying to create much, the Pistons. <laughs> he's trying to recreate the Pistons. He's trying to create an all star. East All Star team, mm-hmm. like you'll be happy if you had the East All Star team in the finals or something like that. And yeah, then, there and we go. Like, oh, you do anything you want, just pass the ball around, whatever. In the score. Yeah, unfortunately, salary caps kind of. Yeah, but that's not gonna happen. I'm just saying, like LeBron, like yeah, I don't think he has no excuse this time with all the pieces that he has. There is no way that you can tell me that he can't go to the finals and win. Now, the only teams that may have a threat in the Eastern Conference, even with his stacked roster, probably the Celtics and the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. Because the Wizards, they they're go not, him. yeah, they're not afraid of the, the team, and the Celtics, they're like a scrappy type of team that had they a go at him too. Good win on Wednesday, and you have Isaiah Thomas who can score and take Kyrie Irving. Like he ain't afraid of Kyrie Irving. Not to mention, here's here's the other side of that. If LeBron wins, there's still an asterisk. Yeah, like look what you had <laughs> to go get in order to win. You know what I mean? Like, I you, think it's still an asterisk even if Durant, with Durant injured now. There's still asterisk. I mean, my my whole thing is Durant injured. If he loses, you just lost. Like, that's just yeah. miserable. You lost. Even if you win, it's like, well, yeah, dude, you have one of the most stacked teams in the in the history of the NBA. Look what you went and got. You, you whined out loud till you got all these extra superstar caliber players. You know what I mean? And, and he you, lost to the Mavericks, too. He was a stacked team. Remember that when he, when he won yeah, with the I'll Heat? Yeah, I'll never forget yeah, that. Yeah, I don't understand that. He just he was not in the moment. And he's here his comments after the finals. It's like, listen, man. He was bricking free yeah, throws. Yeah, and like, and like, you know, it's my life. I'm going back to my life, and yeah. those people got to go, hey, you. Pay, pay bills, all that stuff. Like, punk. what? Like, oh, come on. That was, that was a real soft 
yeah. sensitive thing for him to say. That was really soft. And then he got blown out by the Spurs in the, in the next final, well, the last finals of the Heat. Got era. run over by Because the they Spurs. made it personal. The Spurs mm-hmm. made it that, that serious. They wanted that serious. Like, they were dying to get back to the finals and destroy them because they, they mm-hmm. thought they got robbed last year because of that shot. That they want to make it personal, and they really every game was like a sixty percent shooting from the team, basically. <laughs> they, they really wanted to blow them out. Like they were, they were just like enough is enough of them. Wanted to, and you know, and then LeBron of course had to leave and this and that. Like LeBron is just a whiner, and that's why I said like the, the, to me, there's no excuse for him right now because if he loses with this roster, I want to hear him in the press conference be like, "Yo, man." I didn't get enough help in, in this, uh, you know, finals. You know, I just you know, can't I, do it I, all I, myself. I, I couldn't do it by myself. You know, I'm doing all I can. I'm, you know, Derrick Williams gonna, couldn't do much, and then then Bogut just disappeared, and and Derrick Williams is Derrick Williams because he that's why no one wants to sign him like that. All that stuff. I don't want to see him say that, but I'm saying like he's gonna be like moaning and be like, you know, I, I need help. It is what it is. We gotta evaluate off season. You guys go back roster. to your life. I'm gonna go back to mine. Drake Kevin Love. <laughs> yeah, <basically. laughs> I mean, dude, I, I he I hope he doesn't. That would be soft. First of all, if he trades Kevin Love, that'd be the stupidest decision they made because it's not like the guy's not playing bad. I mean, he's averaging like twenty something points before he got injured, and he was pretty much averaging the same numbers that when he was with the Timberwolves. Mm. It would be kind of stupid if you just trade him because of you don't want this player, you want another player. Right. And who are you going to get for him? You're not going to get Carmelo. I mean, Carmelo's not going anywhere. And they almost did it. He almost did it. I think Carmelo didn't want to go anyway, I think. I think he knew he wanted to stay with the Knicks. He's I think I think he's willing to outlast Phil. Yeah, that's the whole plan. I think, I think he's willing to. Phil's got two years. He's got two years. They're going to come up and renegotiate together. I think Phil's trying to get fired, so I don't. I think, think all these moves, it looked like he wants to get fired. Yeah. like it's kind of obvious. Like I'm doing all this because I want to get fired, but don't don't let me get a fire. Don't yeah. not smart enough to just to just pull the trigger, go get a competent GM. And he wants to see Knicks go down the drain, all that stuff. I mean, you should have known. You should have known Phil Jackson was up to no good when he started. When he got rid of J.R. Smith and Shumper, Samuel Chandler, and. Washed up Jose Calderon. Yeah, and, like and you, like, you, you let. I just looked at who we let go and then who we got back for it. Yeah, Tyson Chandler. Like you, just really just let him. They could have had the same roster going into next year, and for all we know, with the all the contracts of were off. Herman Gomez. Yeah, all the contracts were off, regardless. Mm-hmm. So either way, they could have probably been like a six or seven seed, and then oh God knows they probably would have been on some weird run, whatever. Put that mm-hmm. roster even because they did do something on that Woodson year. Toss Noah all this money. Yeah, but just the worst deal right now if you look at it right now. Period. Period. I would so have given Dwayne Wade that money. Yeah, because at least he would have made Kaprizingis better. Oh, my God. D-Wade with Melo. D-Wade at the two. Melo at the three. KP at the four. With Herman Gomez at the five, maybe would have had somehow got Courtney Lee on a smaller deal to tell him that we have Wade. I and, think we would have gotten and, Courtney and, and Lee. And would have been at a deal. Yeah, I think he. I think he still. So now he's coming off the bench. Yeah, Courtney Lee coming off the bench. Yeah. Oh my God! Even if Brandon Jennings, I don't think Brandon Jennings would have left. You know, he said that when he was with the Warriors right now, that Wall's like the best point guard in the league or something like that. He's <laughs> already hyping him up already. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. It is what it is. He wasn't. He wasn't cut out for this. And I'm. I personally am not upset to see Brandon Jennings go. Like I, I really didn't care. He was a non-factor when he was on the floor. He was a detriment, if anything. Yeah. He was an offensive liability. You see him walk away from wide open layups. Wouldn't even try. Chucks up these insane, stupid shots that just go all around the rim. 
Yeah, it was just a streaky three-point shooter at best. Um, dribbles the ball too long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like well, he 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 run he has the most assists. Dude's like five. He averages like five assists a game. Like that's mm-hmm. not. I'm not impressed by that. And he where's his? He, meanwhile, he scores three points. Like that. That's nothing to me. One free throw and and then he manages to get a layup in. Like. I'm not impressed by that. Yeah, I wasn't that impressed. But, you know, it is what it is. But if we don't have a Cavaliers and Warriors in the finals and, and because of all this happening and somehow the Cavaliers get upset in the Eastern Conference and Warriors don't make it out of the West, what do you think would be, like, the ideal matchup in the finals? Spurs-Wizards. I think Spurs and Celtics. I don't yeah. want to see um, – I don't want to see uh, – I don't want to see Isaiah Thomas get locked up every night. Like Kawhi Leonard? By anybody, like when they double him, yeah, it's a wrap. They close him down. He's too small. He's too, and he he can't play defense. Tony Parker would run a solid circle around that dude. Or even the rookies that they have, like they're really tall. And Murray is like six five, six. You can six. always yeah. get a shot off over. Yeah, him. I don't want to. Now John Wall, on the other hand, super defensive guard, super defensive guard, Fast. super assist. One of the fastest dudes with the ball in the league. Yeah, that I want to see. That I, him and Tony Parker speeding up and down the court. That I'm that I'm down to look at. So that'd be interesting. I think Rockets and Raptors. Rockets and Raptors. I'm not mad at that either. I'm not. I'm not mad at that either. Throws and Harden, Lowry and Beverly. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Beverly, I'm on board. Yeah, yeah, Beverly going. I'm on Harden. board. I'm completely on. I mean, and the, the pickups that they made too. I mean, forgot about the Raptors. They they did acquire Ibaka. They did get PJ Tucker, excellent. who was like another versatile Which defender. Yeah, with Damari Carroll. I mean, the guy. The, their team is stacked up that they can match up with any other teams in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference, including the Cavaliers, because they have even PJ Tucker and Damari Carroll. Once they get it all together, they're gonna go on a great run too. You think they'll be, they'll be in the second round of the Cavaliers? They're trying to avoid. They're trying to avoid them into the Eastern Conference and in the fourth seed right now. That would be smart of them. Because right now it's the Celtics and Wizards and the Raptors, two, three, four. I, I wouldn't want to see. I wouldn't want to see the Celtics. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to see uh, the the Raptors out the gym. So, uh, some people predict that the Celtics and Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference can happen, and that goes seven games. I can see that. Because you you know that, yeah I could definitely see that mm-hmm. because the Celtics you know for the history that they have with LeBron also. And the team that they have right now, it's a young team mm-hmm. that's going to be better in the next five to ten years most likely. Right. Probably take over the Eastern Conference again. Add some people. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be good. And, and the thing is, LeBron knows he doesn't have time to be great. And, and he knows he doesn't want this team to be great next year and heading into the other year and knowing he's getting older and the roster isn't going to be the same. Right. It'll be interesting. Interesting to see. And the West, you know, with Spurs – if they they get the first seed, the Warriors just gotta try to hold on to the second seed and be healthy. Which I think they can do. They could do it. I think they can do. They can like do I it. said, it's all adjustments. Yeah, it's all adjustments. When you start adding new players, when other teams start adding new players, yeah, specifically to deal with your roster, that means you're doing a good thing. That means you're doing it right. It's just a matter of what Steve Kerr puts down as far as adjusting. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, switching topics here, let's talk a little bit about the NFL. And it's kind of funny we talk about the NFL because the season's over. But <laughs> it really isn't the season over because you have the off season, you have the draft combine, you have uh, draft coming up also in like mm-hmm. a month or two from now. And there's some interesting stories. I mean, you see Antonio Brown signing a big deal with the Steelers, mm-hmm. pretty much changing the market for the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that 
this is going to be a trend for receivers overall of making this amount of money and it's, and pretty much he's about to eclipse the 20 million i think it i like, think it really depends on how he performs this year i don't i don't think i think all the agents are going to go in like okay well this guy got this my guy needs that i yeah. think that's totally going to happen you'll see a couple more but if these dudes don't produce at a high level then it'll go right back in the toilet next year you think uh, like Odell, for instance, and he hasn't even got out of his rookie contract yet. That he's gonna sign a mega deal with the Giants yes, in a couple I do. Of years, like twenty something, twenty five yep. million. Yep. Do you think this is gonna be the market though in the future for all these players, especially the star players making this amount of money? I mean, uh, every year it's just gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, but it, it really has to because I mean, you figured most of those deals that we're talking about, how much of it is guaranteed? You know what I mean? Like, not, the owners, not, yeah. it, I've never understood the fascination with football contracts where it's like, okay, we're going to pay you this much, but not really. Like, almost every contract, like, $20 million. Yeah, well, Unless you have some of it guaranteed, of course. Like right. 40, 20, whatever. We're, we're going to give you $87 million. Great. $50 million of it guaranteed or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we're only going <laughs> to give them 16 Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, it's like it's like you're playing with house money, and that, and that extra money never leaves the owner's pockets. Then they just cut uh, Adrian Peter. Adrian, Adrian, yeah, they just cut him to avoid his bonus, which was I think like eighteen million. Yeah, and it's like, dude, whereas basketball money, when they say they're paying you this much, they are paying you that much. When they say a hundred million, yeah. you're getting a hundred million when it's all said and done. Meanwhile, in football dollars, if you told me a hundred million, I'm like, well, okay, well, how much is it guaranteed? Forty. Oh, come on, man. Like, really? Really, dude? And then, like, he has to make it this far in, and the coach can cut him, and the coach cuts you, you don't get the money. You get hurt, you don't get the money. You don't get this many, you don't get the money. You know what I mean? Like, there's all these little stipulations where the money just doesn't show up. So you can't even bank on that stuff. So I don't, I don't, when it comes to NFL contracts, they can talk whatever they want. They can, they can it sounds great. I think the Steelers may have made a mistake giving him that deal, though, because the the stuff that he's done off the the field, it's kind of distracting for the franchise that's been a stable franchise for the past, like, 30, 40 years. It's just not really a deal, though. Like, how much of it is he really going to see? That's my whole thing. Like, it's not we, – we talk about, oh, you gave him too much. They haven't given him anything yet. When it's football, it's it's not – and you can restructure it too. Sometimes you restructure a deal just to get this amount of money for this year because of cap space. Um, all I'm saying is, whenever it's a football contract, I don't really, I don't care what they say. Show me the contract when it's over. I want to see how much the guy walked away with, because I've yet to see one of these contracts where the guy actually made everything they said he was gonna. Like I, I know that I know it's happened, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. Where the guy made everything they said he was gonna make. I haven't seen that happen yet. Speaking of contracts, you know, you heard the story this week of Colin Kaepernick saying that he will now stand during national anthems now, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's like a PR stuff in his case because he wants to say, you know, I'll say this, and hopefully a team will sign me, because he does. If he knows if he has all that stuff where he's not gonna stand, a team won't sign him. Well, I think I think I think that's part of the reason why. Another reason is I think he brought attention to it. You know what I mean? I think he got all the attention he was going to get. People forget, people overlook the fact that he's actually putting his money where his mouth is. Like millions of dollars have gone to the causes he's he's been standing up for, pardon the pun. Yeah. Um, I think if he wants to find, and no one said, he never said, I'm going to stop protesting. 
He just said, I'm going to stand from now on. Mostly because I think it it bled too much into team business. I think he recognized that, okay, well, this is, we keep talking about this. And, you know what I mean? It's not really bringing any light to the cause. It's just kind of distracting the team. Yeah. And I can do this stuff outside of the team. You know what I mean? Like the stuff I'm doing outside of the team, I don't need to make a statement while I'm playing. Or I can, but I've already made it. So now I got to find another way. It's got to be more effective now. And I think that's I think that's where he's at. But do you believe though that he can't even be a starting quarterback in the league cuz a lot of people and I agree with this is that I see him more as a backup. I don't think he can start mm-hmm. a team ever again because his talent is just the same as he was with Jim Harbaugh. I think his his mindset, his his uh, decision making is off right now. Mm-hmm. He, I don't think he recover it, and I could be wrong. Maybe he'll he'll work with some other team and he'll get all that back. But and he's also skinnier too, so that doesn't really help. You just take a hit, you probably be out. Yeah, but you, you he was also. I never underestimate what the effects of playing on a sucky team with a sucky coach can do for you. I never it can do to you to the mentality of a player to the to the to the skill set of a of a guy who was balling. It was probably gonna be like one of the best dual quarterbacks exactly in the league. I don't you you can't. It's not just him. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like he took this absolute nosedive decline and the team followed him. No, the whole team stunk, and he was basically in the mix. And then next thing you know, they shift him to a backup for a guy who was horrible. And then he comes back on, and, you know, it is what it is. I, I just don't blame him for that. When you're on a football squad, like Darrell Revis. Yeah, who got released. Yeah. Dude, his team sucked. The Jets sucked. The Revis Island looks like an Airbnb now. I was like, yeah, that, <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds cute. But, okay, let me, let me just say it this way. I've worked in jobs that I loved, that were taken over by somebody else and they just turned into sucky places to be. And I didn't want to be there anymore. And my performance suffered. Did my performance suffer because of something in me or was I reacting to my environment? I was reacting to my environment. I think Ka- I think Kaepernick is doing it. I think Revis is doing it. Um, you can't be on a team with that much, much dysfunction and still act like a superstar and still make superstar style moves. I think Kaepernick gets with another squad, any other squad, any other squad, decent coach. I think Kaepernick gets in there. I think we see him return. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he'll be exactly what he was, but I don't think he's that far off to the point where it's like he he's in purgatory for the rest of his life and he's a backup for the rest of his life. I don't, I don't see that. Just hopefully he lost the league. You see a lot of players getting released now, like Revis and Marshall and Nick Mangood. Like, the Jets are all purging their roster now. Mm-hmm. Just had a full rebuild, almost, basically, releasing everybody. Because well, they, need to, they need to start higher up. Well, they need to start in, the, start in the front office. Yeah, so that's, but they really want to get rid of all these veterans on their players and go young on every position, basically. Well, then you're just going to mess up a bunch of young players. Like, you know what I mean? If nothing if nothing at the there's top no, changes. There's no veteran. There's no, but there's, yeah, exactly. There's no front office. It's going to be the same thing that has been for the past, like, 15 years with this Right, if you, if you haven't swapped out, like, everything under the owner. Yeah. That's what you need to start with. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really even appreciate swap. Here's my thing. Go talk to the team. Go talk to the people who were there when you were good and who lived through when you were bad and get the opinions from them. Okay, in your opinion, where do we go wrong? I guarantee you they know. When you did this and then this happened, 
and then this happened, we started sucking. Whether it was a trade you made or personnel staff you brought on, go ask the players when things went left. And I promise you they know the answer. And stop treating them like dumb pieces of meat. Go get go get like a What's consensus. most owners do. They yeah. see people like they, they don't know what they're doing and the owners know all the Like answers. they don't play. Like yeah. they aren't on the field suffering from the decisions you make up in that office. Yeah. Go talk to them. I promise you they know. I promise you they know they know they can probably tell you the game where it went bad. The practice where 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 they where after practice they were all looking at each other like, Oh damn. Oh no. Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> promise you. Promise you. Go talk to them and see what they say. So we get on the front office and also the coaching, though. You look at the Giants and how Big Mac could do call out Eli Manning. I thought saying, that was lame. But the turnovers, the 27 turnovers. I say, Where's your offensive line, dude? I know. There's no offensive line. And you know, as a quote, one of the quotes here was like, Where's your running game? I think Eli needs to be better job. He needs to do a better job playing with fast feet, and I think he needs to sit on that back foot in the pocket. We're seeing a lot of man coverage for the receivers. It's it's gonna take a little time for them to get open, so everything may not be rhythmical. So he's got to play with fast feet. He's got to sit on his back foot and be ready to hitch into a throw. If it takes your receivers longer to get open, guess what you need. More protection in the pocket. Exactly. You need an offense. Are you asking me to hang out here till I get hit? <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I have to throw it a bunch of, oh, where's your running game? McAdoo, where's the running game? Newsflash, your quarterback has to throw it a lot because he doesn't have any alternatives. Exactly. Because you haven't given him any alternatives. Where, where, where's your running game? Go get Adrian Peterson in here, and then we'll talk about it. But also the fact that this is an old quarterback who's never known to have fast feet in the first place, mm-hmm. who's really been a guy who's a play action or run the ball and throw it, you know, a deep pass or a medium pass or whatever. You t- you tell your guy to, to be on his quick feet when he was never really about that. I, I, I think that's a nonsense. I think that was complete and total nonsense. You need an offensive line. Yeah. We've always known you need an offensive they, they line. Didn't John see the offensive line for five years? Yeah, I was about to say, year in, yeah, year out, yeah. for the past f- four or five years, yeah. we've all said the same thing at the end of every season. We need an offensive the line. Giants need an offensive line. The problem's not Eli. It's been the offensive line all along. The pro- Eli goes into the Super Bowl and knocks off one of the most winningest quarterbacks in the history of the, of the game. The only one. He's, and he's the only dude to do it. Stop, yeah. stop. Why are you harping on Eli Manning? The Broncos would take Eli Manning and run the table. The Texans would take Eli Manning Texas, and run the, the table. The Texans would take Eli Manning and run the table. You need an offensive line. Stop. St- don't blame it on anybody else. Stop it. You you're 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 mad at him for a situation you create. He can't stay on his back foot and wait for them to get open. He's gonna get tackled by then. Yeah. Somebody's going to hit him hard. Hard. They're gonna knock the crap out of Eli because your dudes the offensive line you've put around him has all the protection of a busted condom. So what do you, what are we really doing here? Yeah, that, was, that was the stupidest thing I'd heard. Like every every Giants fan football analyst all looked at McAdoo like with really? the with the real yeah. side. I like really, dude. So it's it's Eli's fault that he doesn't want to get hit. 
Is he just protecting the line? Is he just protecting them so he doesn't call them out and be like, oh, because Eli can take it in New York and, you know, he's tough enough and he won't care about it. And he calls them out like that. That was lame. That was that was lame. Because some players could take it. Like, coaches will call out players and they know they'll take it and they don't care. It's just a thing. So then players would be like, oh, oh he's just putting all this on, on, on this player because he could take it or all that. Or, oh, am I next or something I got, like that? But I, I, if I was Eli, I'd say something. Like I got one of the best receivers in the game. He he takes a minute to get open. I need a minute to be able to get the ball to him. You can't blame me because I don't have any protection. And we've been talking about this for five years. Five years worth of drafts and trades and free agents. What have you been doing? I'm the same dude. You mad at me because of turnovers? Maybe because I don't want to get hit. I don't have it. Listen, listen. Dak Prescott. That's the best line in the league. As as good as he is as a quarterback, which yeah. I believe he is good, yeah. he sits in that pocket for You get some ever. tea, you get some chocolate. Ever. There, just like, Reading his paper, paper whatever, takes a nap. Throw. He doesn't get touched. Imagine Eli behind that line. Oh, it'd be, you'd be unstoppable. It'd be uh, a flatliner like that. Andy Dalton, who has a stacked team, except that Eli's better than Dalton. And then you got a and you got a quarterback who has to throw it because you don't have have a running game. Yeah. Stop! Stop! Your quarterback's not your problem. And he's thirty, about to be thirty-seven years. And old. he's playing great. Yeah. He's not your issue. You have to protect him in the pocket. He's one of the he's one of the best clutches quarterbacks in the NFL history. And and you're you found a way to blame him. Come on, man. Come on. If he had to pick between him and Brady, of course people would pick Brady because of what he'd done already. And but stuff. you got to look at what Brady's been able to work yeah, with. Yeah, no, I, nobody, I, no one. I think that's been the the Patriots uh, team franchise for the past fifteen years has been a bunch of nobodies, a bunch of drafted players mm-hmm. playing with a quarterback who's who's basically a nobody too, mm-hmm. and they all and they're all. Together, they all look like the greatest team you've ever seen. And then you're like, how is that possible? Because they have a system. And and Belichick finds players where Mm -hmm. you want to prove yourself, you can be on my team. You know, you think you're better than what you think a lot of people saw and they didn't pick you, you could be on our team. Mm -hmm. And and you just work with us and work with our system. And they flourish. It's lame. Giants had the same thing if you think about it. Because they did have talent. But, like, in terms of the receiving and the tight end, they always pick up these people that you never heard of, and they mm-hmm. become good. Or running backs by committee. Like, just the same thing. Nothing on the offensive line. Yeah. Just just give him an offensive line. I mean, look over when Brady had an offensive line. He looks unstoppable, and he doesn't look like he looks like he doesn't even belong on the field with most of them. Meanwhile, Eli's panicking, throwing, because he's either he going to sacked. He, he has to panic, because the reason why he throws it quickly is because he couldn't trust his line. That's why he has to throw it quickly. Period. Period, which leads to turnovers and interceptions. Yeah. Leads to picks. Now there's rumors of if Bra- they might get Brandon Marshall or they might get Adrian Peterson. Do and the only question I have is this: Are you gonna get a line for him though? Yeah. Because you could get all of them, and it's like there's no point because they have no line. You, you think he's gonna throw it to Marshall or even Pierce in the backfield? Knowing he has no time. Although Marshall will be a good t- good sign for them because I think so too. Because at least he'll teach Beckham. How to be more professional? Yeah, and no, I know Marshall has his history. No, but, but I think he, I think in all it. aspects, them adding players like that is a good look. And but, Peterson, yeah, but yeah, Adrian. I I I'm high on him. I really think. If you sign for like two years and four million dollars, it's a I good think deal. You can make because you can't sign for like ten million and this no. and that. He's an old running back. It's not but like you really have to invest that ten million in that offensive line. Nothing yeah. else matters. 
and the draft. I mean, you could draft an offensive line, but the time you, you develop them, though, Manny will be gone. on the way out, yeah. And maybe you never know. They might draft a quarterback maybe this year. Deshaun Watson, if he slips hey, down. Hey, yeah, he'd have to really slip down. I, I said that would be the steal for them because if you have Watson behind Manning for, like, two years, knowing that Manning will, will be out, and Watson's the future of the quarterback, oh, yeah. they're set for another 15, 10, 15 years yeah, with Watson. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. And with that line, Beckham and all that, get they, a line. they do whatever it takes. Get a line. You could, you could, you gave up on championships, <laughs> I believe. I believe the Giants were in place to get some championships popping. With just need a line. They just never had a line. Yeah. You had Ortiz. You had a. Um. You had you had the runners. You had the receivers, and you had the quarterback who could get it to him. You just didn't get him a line. You, you lost out. And that Victor Cruz is gone now. Like, yeah, he's gone. They got to sign back. You messed up. You messed up. They need a line. That's that simple. Between between Beckham, Cruz, and Sherman, you had it with Eli. You had it. No line. You see what happens. It all collapses. The defense was clicking like you, you had it. The line is the most important part of, of the football team because it can make or break your, your According game. According to McAdoo. It's not. It's Eli. Because he, because he thinks he's Aaron Rodgers or something like that because he used to because he used to coach Aaron Rodgers and Rodgers used to escape from the pocket and all that. But you still need a line. I mean, you can't do that all, all your, your career trying to escape. I mean, for God's sakes, Russell Wilson, who has no line, Mm-hmm. Has the most second most sacks since the end of the league, mm-hmm. two hundred five. That line has ranked the bottom thirtieth almost every year. And you want to know why they're not going anywhere? And you Nobody wonder, questions it. Though. But you wonder why they've actually been good because of Wilson. It's not because of the line. Right, it's because of right. Wilson. Because this guy is escaping most of the time. And he has no line. And he has to though. And he, yeah, exactly. But he can't take that many hits either. I mean, no, I know no, he, you're wasting your quarterback. It's like Andrew Luck. Same it's thing just like Andrew Luck. Same thing. And, and they're wasting happened. him. And they're wasting him big time right they're, now. They're, they're killing him. The Colts, they're ruining I, him. I think it was done for him to sign with them, that, that contract extension. I think he should have let it played out, knowing if they were going to help him or not, that he would have probably left somewhere else. Yeah. Because now it looks bad, because Luck can, can easily have been like a top five all-time quarterback. Yeah, I don't even think he can do that right now because he has no, no weapons or no line or no, even a defense. It's just it's that simple. Line line is so 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 crucial. So pivotal to what you're trying to pull off. Yeah, I mean, no quarterback can survive without it. Especially quarterbacks, even running quarterbacks, he still can't survive without a line. Uh, don't that uh, McAdoo needs to he needs a wedgie for that. Do you think though all this stuff happening in the NFL off season that you know next couple next month or two you're gonna see a lot of trades happening for picks. To get quarterbacks, and this is a, apparently a good draft for quarterbacks and running backs. Yep, that they're gonna try to move up most yep. of these teams. It's a, it's a, it's a loaded um it's a loaded draft class. It's a loaded draft class. So I, I can see a lot of people trying to get something. The Jets might they got a six pick. See if they draft a running back, quarterback, or you know you know history himself. You know they're gonna probably draft a defensive player like they always do. I, I think they should. I think they should invest in um a running back. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe uh, see what's up with Kaepernick. They need a they need a QB. Either they or that they just want to go really young. They're getting released all these players right now. Their roster they just want to go really young. 
you just want to start fresh. All these players are going to gravitate to gravitate to teams that have a real shot. You're going to see them falling in line with the Falcons, with the <laughs> with the Texans, with the Packers, with the with the Steelers, the Giants. Like I can see all these teams just picking up these veteran players and just mashing out. I can see that too. It's totally. Possible. I can see that. Totally. You know, so we got some time here. Let, let, well, let's talk about this this song that everybody's been talking about. Because this is an entertainment podcast. We still got to discuss that a little bit. I thought it was great. I just think um, the only thing I find funny is that everyone who's holding Nikki's feet to the fire to respond back with lyrics that don't talk about her money or her status, all those same people, they allowed Drake to do the exact same thing. But to I hide behind his status and his money. But I also felt like the, this song, and then she did another one now. It's just like, you didn't have to do that. No, That's but Drake necessary. did it. So it's it's the new pattern of war. Like, Drake hit back to back before Meek said anything. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it quietly, it's Nicki's fault for taking this long. Like, she's she's been mad at everybody else but Remy. She got mad at The Breakfast Club. She got mad at Charlemagne. She got mad at Trey Songz. She got mad at Ebro. Everybody who Remy mentioned, she got mad at Meek Mill. She got mad at Safari. How about the girl who's actually talking about you to filth on radio? Why don't you say something to her? Because it's a different generation. It doesn't I feel, matter. I feel like, and it kind of aligns with sports, how like in the 90s, you know how there was so much beef with Nas and Biggie, mm-hmm. Tupac, Jay-Z, you know, all those guys in the 90s, that they're, they're pretty much going back and forth with each other rap-wise. Yeah, heck, even Ice Cube back in the 80s or whatever, but... And then you look at that time in sports where everything was physical and everybody was, there was no, like, easy baskets and all that. Well, see, here, here's the... And today's generation, you see all this softness in the NBA mm-hmm. and in hip-hop, too, and in sports in general. Well, see, here's the problem. Sports is physical, so physically your body will take you out of it. But it's not as dramatic in the 90s as it was now. Hip-hop you know? is mental. So I don't lose a step just because a new generation comes in. I don't. I don't lose quickness or my oh, yeah, pivot foot yeah, or, yeah. or get injured because a new generation comes in. Yeah. And and the difference is um the difference is these guys who are coming into hip hop now, they claim to be better than the people who were in the nineties, the two thousands. The problem is the guys from the nineties and two thousands are still here. That's so true. now you have to show and prove. Now I'm in your face. If 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 LeBron was running around screaming, I'm better than Jordan, and Jordan all of a sudden miraculously just got 30 years younger and showed up, like, okay, show me. <laughs> like, that's what you're dealing with. So you're talking, but the people you're talking about are still around to do something to you. They can still make music. They can still make songs. They can still get in your face. So you're asking for it. So Nikki talking a little bit about Remy, and Remy is known to be a battle beast. Yeah. You you asked for it, so I saw this coming. If you're gonna play with somebody, you gotta play with. You gotta. My father always said you don't have to win every fight, but you gotta punch your weight. You were out of your weight class. You were out of your weight class. This is what she does. So now you have a fight on your hands, and you can ignore it, or you can do something about it. I personally think she's gonna ignore it. She gotta ignore it, and then some reports of her doing a lawsuit because of the cover and all that. That and would like be suing, rid- and that, that would be ridiculous. And that's just that's what I said. We're in the soft generation. Like if you really were. Gotta go against her. You would do another. You just do a, a this song and go yeah. back and forth for her. And see I don't she think does. she's gonna. I, I hope she doesn't suit. I would completely and totally ruin her. I hope she. <laughs> <doesn't> <laughs> that would call her soft for mm-hmm. real if she did that. 
I wouldn't call her soft. She'd be soft. That would be the ultimate in lame technology. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm waiting to hear. I heard Remy just dropped another disc. So I'm yeah, waiting to it's called another one. Yeah. And it's, not as, it's not as good as the, the first one. I'm, I'm waiting to hear it. But I think she's baiting Nikki. I think when Nikki finally says something, she's going to yeah. avalanche her. Yeah. So I'm just waiting to see what happens. I just wish, though, the first one, I wish it was just a different beat. I, I mean, you didn't have to take away Nas's ether beat for, for playing that. Well, it's, it's just that that beat has become – a key is to become an icon as far as diss songs are concerned. So I can understand it. I still think No Vaseline is the best one. That's just me. Yeah, but that was a generation ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that, I, I get that. I mean, I, when I heard No Vaseline, it was probably like one of the most diss songs I've ever heard from a, a rapper yeah, who was disrespectful. Part of a group. Yeah. yeah. He literally disrespected everybody. The that whole, whole group. group the from whole start group. to finish. Yeah. Right <laughs> from the manager down. I mean, you can argue with me. You can say Ether. You can say uh, uh, this song. You can say other songs back in the day. But I, for me. you was pretty good. Yeah. To me, No Vaseline. No Vaseline is probably the best. Yeah. I, 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 listen, I'm not. It, it's all it's all personal preference yeah, yeah. when it comes to this. I, I like. I love Ether. Yeah. Ether's good. No Vaseline was fantastic. I yeah. thought the bitch in you was excellent. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Uh, so before I end the show here, I want everybody to watch Logan this week because I saw it and, and, and it was really, really great. And if you're a big Wolverine fan, if you're a big uh, Marvel fan, you're going to love it a lot. This is not for kids, though. So don't take this. Don't take your little brother or sister to watch this. They, they got to sit this one out because this is really, really violent. And brutal. Any song that starts with a Johnny Cash, <laughs> any, any movie that starts with Johnny Cash in the trailer, you have to you have to be prepared for some pretty gory ish. Yeah. And also shout out to to Get Out for uh, being a great movie too. Ninety nine percent Rotten Tomatoes, only one bad review, and it was from a a, a black writer who wrote it. Yeah, he's corny. Wow. I'm I never just, dating a white woman ever. <laughs> During that movie, you've seen all the memes now of like the teacup and all this stuff, and it's just it's getting out of hand right now. But shout out to Jordan Peele though, he did a he did a good job directing the movie, and I was surprised that he made a skit basically into a full fledged movie, and it was really good, and I and I liked it. So we're gonna end the show here. You can follow us on Slam City uh, Facebook page and Twitter account at Slam City underscore three sixty. You can follow me at Morinus10. I'm over at Mr. Mech, M-R-M-E-C-C. And you can follow the Big Dunk 360 website on Twitter at the Dunk 360 because there can only be one. See you next week. Peace.